Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Whizbang Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Goodall. Today we have Sprout, my cat with me. No, I'm just kidding. Jimbo Valentine. Good to let me just do the whole thing over again. I'm all <laughs> fucked up. I'm rusty now. Hey, and welcome back to the Whizbang Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Goodall. With me today, graphic artist, extraordinaire, Jimbo Valentine. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. Give me a really long answer for what it is you do. <laughs> I'm going to put uh, you on the spot right off the bat. All right. It's pretty good since I have no idea what we're even going to talk about. <laughs> but I just do a lot of graphic design, graphic art, mixed media, shirt designs, just all kinds of stuff. Anything and everything. I know your work most personally through the tour posters and the show posters for... The V Club now, the loud. How long you've been designing posters? Because you uh, have a signature style that's kind of lived in the Huntington area for a long time. I started in Huntington like 2009. I've oh, been okay. doing doing it since like 2006, 2007. Yeah. But 2009 is when I really connected into the all the Huntington stuff and How started you, working at the V Club. Right. How do you get started doing that? You're just making art on your own, and then you figure out a way to collaborate with a venue or how does that, how do you get into that? Uh, well, actually that I had started, I wanted to learn how to do posters and stuff. And I wanted to learn how to screen print. So I bought a screen printing press mm -hmm. and like I've dabbled and I did some, I joined a forum called gigposters.com back in the day. And it was like, just had everybody that was, anybody doing posters at that time right like all the pros and i was like so i went on there and started to learn how to do it and i bought a press and then i did i was a big fan of the band clutch and was like on their message board and stuff and i okay. got hooked up with them to do a poster a screen printed poster for the show at the v club right and then after the show pat saw it and he found out that i lived in town and then he and, hit me up actually about doing murals that I painted out on the patio. Okay. And Wait, then, those are yours out there on the club? Yeah. On the exterior? Um, yeah, I didn't most know that. of them. I didn't know that. Very cool. Yeah, I painted those back in like 2009, 2010. Okay. And then uh, it just went into making actual posters there too. From I that. got you. You connected with the band through message boards? Yeah. That's so 2006. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's... I totally to early 2000s. I have not of heard of anybody doing that in a long time. That was like the original, or I mean, not the original, but that was like what Instagram DMs are now. People would get on the message boards and find your little click or whatever. And yeah. you could like, I'm assuming, talk directly to the bands that way. Well, sometimes, like, I don't think the band was on there very much, right. at least at that point in time. But uh -huh. there was a, you know, a huge fan base on there. And it turned out there was a lot of people in Huntington on there. Mm -hmm. And that's also how I met some of my earliest friends here is through that message board, message which is so weird to meet someone in your own town on a message board. <laughs> but you know, that it's really super you 2000s. Owe, you owe your whole life to this message board. Yeah. I mean, it's a real, like, <laughs> I, no joke. Like I had a friend on there. She, uh, I just like messing around was learning how to use Photoshop and stuff. And yeah. she was like, you should make posters for bands and kind of like, I think she was the one that really gave me the initial spark. And yeah. she actually works for Newberry comics, like out of Boston and stuff. Okay. And she was like, if you make posters, 
I can, we'll sell them for you. Sure. And so like some of the early screen printed posters I made, she sold some of them for me through their site too. So, I mean, that message board really, truly is a springboard for me. All to the message board. It's it's really crazy. I have like interest in design, but I have no ability to execute it. I'm assuming you use all the modern Photoshop's and all that, right? Yeah, I usually use Photoshop's my main thing. And I'll use some Illustrator. And yeah. then now I got like an iPad and I use Procreate okay. a lot to do like illustration stuff. I've got to get my hands on, on some of these programs because I see stuff that I want to put together for like, I'm trying to design merch and stuff like that. And if I could at least roughly put it together, I could show it to a pro, somebody like you, who could open it up a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? But like... I just don't have the, uh, I'm going to have to take a bunch of classes. I'm going to have to yeah. get on the message boards and see if somebody can teach <laughs> me how to uh, use Photoshop. Well, I mean, you just got to, I just start learning how to do it. You just got to start messing in. with is the best way in. to do it. Did you get an education in this stuff or is it straight just home learning? No, it's pretty much all home learning. I, I went back to Marshall for a couple years and mm-hmm. was taking business classes and then I took a, a couple digital classes, but I had already by then was like, Right. I took the class and I was like, I already know all this. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. But I mean, not saying I didn't learn anything like more specific technical things. Because yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people, I'm like, I know how to use Photoshop, but I might not know it in the most correct terminology or the most quickest way to do something. You know, yeah. you just... You'll get to the same you, result. Yeah, you, you, that's the good thing about Photoshop. There's like 5,000 ways to do anything in there, which right. also makes it kind of, you know... People, cumbersome yeah overwhelming like, yeah I think to is the someone's term. to start using it where you're like oh my god i want to do this simple thing i can't figure out how to do right. it right and then once you figure out how to do it you'll also figure out there's several ways to do that right what's the turnaround rate on like doing show posters though because you must have to like churn out like what 20 of those a month or something 15 uh, it just depends i mean like a lot of those old v club posters i mean some of those i could get really get in a groove with it and it's just hard to explain, but a lot of times I could do five or six posters in a day. Oh, okay. If wow. the, if everything was going smoothly, right? And like, you know, I'm always been pretty good. At either I get the inspiration and I just start doing it, or I can just vaguely have a thing and start messing around with it, and then it'll reveal itself. You know? Sure. And like, but other times more I'll get more involved and I'll spend like days on a poster. You know, so it just it's anywhere in between an hour or two or three days. Relatively um across the board, that is the creative process. You can get wound up into it and something can happen really fast, a bunch of stuff can happen really fast, or yeah, you're gonna get stuck and it's gonna take way too long. And yeah. then you end up like losing money on the job because oh, you're yeah. like, Oh, this took me three days when I really kind of yeah. only asked for about a day's Th- work. That's definitely happened to me more recently only because I've been doing a whole lot more illustration and digital painting stuff Mm -hmm. and like so it takes a little longer right but I want to put the effort in but then it like you're like you hit a point where you're like well I'm 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 losing money on this now but (laughs) the like artistic experience is also worth yeah you're learning it has value too you're learning something from it do you know how to do the the uh the animation stuff where like a lot of bands are putting visualizers 
with their song. So let's say a band comes out with a song and they don't have a music video or whatever, or maybe yeah. they don't want to do a music video because it like doesn't call for it or whatever. Yeah. Are you privy to like the animation? So like Big Thief, you ever heard of Big Thief? Yeah. Um, they put out a couple of songs and the visualizer was so simple. It was just an illustration, but it had like this subtle movement to yeah. it. Like really, really subtle. Do you do that kind of stuff too? I I've done a little bit of it, but not very much. Okay. But that's something I've been learning. Yeah. Because I've also been trying to learn like After Effects. Sure. And with the you know in conjunction with Adobe Premiere. Right. And like that's all kind of like newer stuff to me. Yeah. That I've been trying. No, to, that stuff's brand get, new. You know, like get into and I I've, I've done some little experiments, but have yet to really, really. Put, Dig it, in. put it out there yet like, I got you I feel like that's the future of like the way stuff can't really be static online a great work of art or a poster can definitely be static and you can look at it and enjoy it and then absorb the information and it's cool yeah and like when you go to put stuff online I feel like the algorithm does not appreciate it if it's just like um, if there's audio on a static image I've definitely tested that before and it's like it doesn't work as much if you have just a little bit if you have a little bit of that movement some of that like yeah I don't know what the right term is. A little bit of kinetic energy in something. It, the but, algorithm but appreciates it. But it's it. also just like a three or five second loop or oh, totally. something, something like yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost two frames. It's almost, it, it's just connecting two frames yeah. like smoothly, and that's all you really need. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me that the algorithms would pick up on that more than it would just a static image. Right. But then again, it seems like now all social media just wants to make it super hard for you to get any kind of engagement without okay. paying a bunch of money right. you know so like i, I was hoping know. we were going to find a pocket to complain about algorithms <laughs> and social media because that's been on my mind a lot lately yeah um you just stuff has to be so production heavy and so clean and so loud and proud to get past that original fee because instagram won't even show ever i just learned this instagram does not show you show your followers what you posted the first time you posted it it'll only show them it'll show your work to like one third of it and if it gets enough reactions yeah. comments and shares it'll show it to the next phase of your followers yeah i don't know when they changed it to that but i feel like that's detrimental no yeah i i absolutely think it is it's... i think that's the way TikTok works too i think TikTok will show your video to like seven people and if three of them click on it or yeah. whatever and then it shows it to 400 yeah and then the thing moves on like that i don't know i have gripes with instagram i mean i think that's one of the good things of where we also like have a good supportive community like in our yeah. The musical and arts community around yeah. here. So like if I post something, a lot of times I'll at least have a handful of people that'll repost it. Mm -hmm. And that really goes a long way to getting it in some more traction. Absolutely. You know, but other times you post something and you're like, Man, this is this is gonna kill it and then you're like thirty likes or whatever and you got like I don't know, I got like five thousand Instagram followers or something. Yeah, and that... you know, and you're like, I no one's seeing this for whatever reason, but then sometimes you post something that you don't really expect and it'll just, you know, it'll, it'll pop off. And and sometimes I wonder if it's just that, or if it's like, has to do with what time of day you posted at. That or matters like, too. You know, like those, there's all kinds of different things to like try to take in consideration of trying to decode the, these algorithms. And I don't, I don't think we can, early, and they don't want us to. Earlier in the day is definitely better. Yeah. I feel like 10 AM is like the sweet spot. Yeah. And like, I'll get, I'll get, 
I'll stay up all night and get a wild hair or whatever the phrase is and post stuff at like four in the morning. Yeah. And of course no one sees it. You posted it in the middle of the night. Yeah. But I don't know. That's what I'm buzzing. Yeah. Like sometimes like, cause I'm mainly a night person and I go to bed Same. like, you know, anywhere from four to eight in the morning. And I always do these <laughs> like, uh, sweet dreams posts on Facebook where it's usually like something weird or something cute or something just interesting or it's a mix of stuff right and i'll post them like before i go to bed which is a lot of times right before other people are getting up so then i'm like you never know how it's gonna be like i go to bed for a few hours and i wake up and like a hundred people are like this is so weird or like whatever yeah. you know and a bunch of people like it and then the next day is like three people yeah and, you know and you're like i just i don't understand <laughs> you know we I need just to, don't understand. You know where we need to find the answer? The message boards. Uh, yeah. Somebody there <laughs> knows the answer to this. I'll like, I'm going to hop on a AOL Instant Messenger and like Let's log on get and some get leads. to the bottom of this. <laughs> Jimbo, thanks for stopping by. My fellow night owl, Jimbo Valentine. Good to see you, bro. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to see you too.